so terrifying. <laughs> Let's just, I'll just get into it. Yes. So, I was at work on a phone call with a important doctor. Okay. I work for a hospital. Should preface that. And this is like a head honcho. Like, you don't mess around with this person. Like a chief. Yeah, and they're like very intimidating to talk to. So tensions were high already. Okay. And I was trying to help him with something, and I felt something on my arm. Oh no, is it a spider? And I was like, I just oh, knew no. it was a spider. You know, you just have a feeling. You just have like this like sixth I just, sense. I just knew. Yours is for spiders. Yes. And it was one of those like silver clear spiders. Yeah. So it like almost blended in with my skin. And I had my, like, I was wearing a sweater and I had my sleeve rolled up. So it was on oh, my no. bare arm. And I was like, I can't just, like, kill it on my arm. Right. Like, I'm not going to do that. And I couldn't make noise because I was on the phone. Yes. And so I'm inside, I'm, like, shitting my pants. I'm yes. like, what am I supposed to do? And so I did a quick swipe. Like a, like a chop. Yeah. Karate chopped it. And it flew onto the desk. And then it went onto the keyboard. Oh no. Which I was trying to type on because I was trying to find something in the system and I didn't have anything to kill it with. Like I didn't have Kleenex. I didn't have anything. And I was like freaking out. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And so it finally crawled off the keyboard onto the desk and I had like a piece of paper as silently as I could smushed it under the paper and I was still like freaking out. So I finished helping the doctor, hung up the phone. I was like, I need to get up and cleanse Cleanse the sins. Cleanse the sins of the spiders I just killed. Spider. And I was like, I'm not throwing it in the trash by my desk because I have this weird thing where I think spiders can just reincarnate. Because they always come back. They do come back. They do. Do they not? I think it's different spiders. Mm -mm. The same spider, Mm -mm. just different ones. No, it's the same spider. (laughs) Anyways, so I throw it away in the trash in the kitchen area. And I go... Make some coffee because I'm, like, stressed at this point. I need to calm down. Probably should have made tea because coffee just hypes me up. So, anyways. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> so, I'm coming back. It's, it's been probably five minutes. And I'm walking back. I turn the corner. And a spider drops down right in front of me from the ceiling. I... Still holding my... Luckily, I had a, a to-go yeah. cup for coffee. Oh, God. I fall back. <laughs> land on my ass oh no and a guy who works there was yeah. coming around the corner and saw it happen oh no and he literally was just like staring at me and he literally just shook his head and kept walking do you think that spider knew it was like you killed my brother no it was the same one are you from the ceiling yes so the spider crawled out of the garbage after you squished it crawled all the way up to the ceiling and then came down once it saw you well, no, its soul lifted up to the ceiling. Okay. It reincarnated a new body and came back down. See, my my thought process is its brother or some relative or best friend was visited by its spirit and was like, you need to avenge me. Like an Ebenezer Scrooge situation. Yeah, like the three ghosts of Christmas. Hmm. But instead of Christmas, it's the three ghost spiders that torment of, Hannah's of revenge. Yeah. I don't know. You would hate this one. I, one time, was driving down the street, having a great, great drive, probably jamming to some great tunes, <laughs> as one would say, and all of a sudden, I saw, like, something out of the corner of my eye, 
and a spider came down from the ceiling of my car directly in front of me and was just slowly making its way down, down, down to eventually it was going to land on my lap. But it was going so slow and I was like, I'm driving like 60 miles per hour. I can't like swerve the car even though I want to. So I like waited until there was a place to turn and I turned in and then I, I dealt with the situation. But there were about 10 seconds where I was extremely high stress. I was trying to watch the road, watch the spider, and it just, like, kept watching it slowly and slowly make its way down, and I was like, you don't touch me! (laughs) See, I would have swerved off the road. Yeah, you in that situation would have not been good for anyone. Yeah, it was, it was a day. It was a day. Sounds like it. Welcome to Research Rank Repeat. This is Hannah. This is your other co-host, Alyssa. And this is American Idol. No. That's I I can't do the special effects. That's the best I can do. I, I don't have a special effects. <laughs> so this is one suggested by someone I know who has listened to at least one episode. So they are technically a listener, and they suggested that we should do an episode centered around American Idol. And now we grew up, we lived American Idol. It was a religious experience. We've talked about it. This is one of the only things we were allowed to stay up late for on school nights, was American Idol. (laughs) And sports. (laughs) And for Jesus. (laughs) Do it for Jesus. Do it for Jesus. However, this is what was suggested, that we not do the winners of American Idol. We are not ranking the winners. We're not ranking performances. We're not ranking judges. We're ranking the runner-ups of every season asterisk from the first run of American Idol. Because if you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. So, American Idol technically is still going, mm-hmm. but it's run by a different network. It's technically the same show, but I just don't care enough. So, we're doing the show that premiered on Fox that ran from 2002 to 2016, which was 15 seasons total. Um, they rebooted the show in 2018 on abc it's on abc now and i think they've had four or five seasons maybe but like Alyssa said we're not doing that we don't care we stopped watching i think i stopped around season 13 no i originally stopped around season 10 and then i came back and watched one season season 13 yeah. And then me and Alyssa both watched season 15 together. We did watch the final season. Just because we knew a lot of former contestants were coming back. They yes. had mentioned that a lot of people would be coming back throughout the season, and we really wanted to, like, see our contestants. That our we favorites, loved. yeah. Our, our household favorites. The people we voted for, because we called in and we voted. We voted our asses off. And we... We hit that redial hundreds of times trying to get through to hear our favorites say, hey, this is so-and-so, thanks for voting for me. 
And we didn't have cell phones. We had a home phone. We had, technically, we, at one point, had two home phones. We'd alternate. You'd call, I'd call, you call, I'd call. We'd go back and forth and back and forth. Or when we still had one phone, we would swap. Just, yeah. you'd go for 10 minutes, I'd go for 10 minutes until we just got a vote through. Just one. You prayed to God that the lines were busy because that meant they were getting voted for a lot. That meant they were getting voted for. If you looked at, like, a phone log. Oh, my God. Like, just hundreds of calls. There were, I want to say, four seasons that we were in. Like, our entire family was in. And it was like, we sat down every week and watched every episode. Like I said, a religious experience. I think it was between seasons, like, four to eight. Yeah, that sounds right. We would pick a person at the beginning of the season. All had our own favorites. Yeah. I cried when a man wearing Hawaiian shirts <laughs> got kicked off. Oh, Will. Who, I've gone back and listened to him. He was not good. No, and I I told you. I was like, Hannah, he's, you just like him because he's cute, and that's it. Yeah. Charming. Charming young man. I definitely shed some tears over American Idol. Yeah. Some frustration. Some frustration, some sadness, some shock. Yeah. Some real shocks. I mean, what we're going to talk about today, a lot of these contestants, some of them did shockingly not win. And some of them did not, shockingly. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say there. So if, before we get into it, I want to talk about my own American Idol experience. Hannah, you might not remember this, but there was one year, just one, that I performed on stage, but the stage was outside and it was at nighttime and it was in a nature reserve. There's this thing called the Halloween Hoot, where essentially this nature reserve, which actually is the charity I donate money to on Amazon Smile, uh, shout out to that charity, Dinosaur Hill Nature Preserve, giving good science and nature to the children of my hometown. And they had this thing called Halloween Hoot, where essentially there would be these stations where different age kids would put on different skits or stories or music, just whatever the group wanted to. It was like a creative acting experience. So I did it one year when I was in sixth grade and we decided to do an American Idol skit. I played Cindy Brady of the Brady Bunch because we had, it was like celebrity American Idol. I remember the judges were, we had one kid playing Simon, my friend Hannah was Kelly Clarkson, and then I don't remember who the third judge was. I played Cindy Brady, and I had to sing part of the Brady Bunch theme song, and then they told me I was shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You know what? You're right. Uh, and I couldn't sing. I hated singing years of church performances. Christmas pageants really made me never want to be in choir. If we tried out for American Idol, we would be one of the spoof ones where you, like, pretend that you think you're amazing, but you're not. Uh, you have to just pretend you're okay, but you're not, as Demi Lovato would say. Yes. Um, you say you're fine, but you're really not fine. So we, yeah, we're talking American Idol. We're talking, we're talking second place, second place people, the runner-ups. I would just like to say, I think it's a very strong group of singers. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, I agree. So I got some background. All right. Just on American Idol in general. Like I said, it ran from 2002 to 2016, 15 seasons originally. Took a two-year hiatus and then came back on ABC in 2018 and is currently still running. The show was created by Simon Fowler, 
So for eight seasons, the main judges were Simon Cowell, Paul Abdul, and Randy Jackson. And originally, when the idea was brought to Fox, they didn't want to pick it up. They thought it was going to be like a gimmick show. They really hadn't had a lot of success. There was a show in the UK, I believe, like Popstar, I think it was called. Yeah. And that was sort of what the idea they were bringing was from, and, and that really hadn't necessarily had that much success, so they were worried about it becoming something like that. Can we just talk about, before you move on, the fact that the original three judges stayed for eight years? Mm-hmm. I forget it was that long that they all they all stayed that long. I know Randy stayed longer, but yeah. I mean, to be fair, they had to have been paying them so much money because mm-hmm. American Idol, for a period of time, was like the number one show. It was. Yeah. I mean, they just had like a really good chemistry and like, they all the three of them worked so well together and i think they all brought different they came from different backgrounds in the industry mm-hmm. yeah they brought good variation in being a bit nicer and a bit harder on contestants and i think i remember one of the later seasons one of the criticisms was that all three of the judges were like too nice yeah and they weren't getting enough constructive criticism because there wasn't a judge who was willing to like be a little bit harsher yeah Like the Simon. Right. So American Idol was called the most impactful reality show in the history of television. I kind of have to agree with that. Mm -hmm. They mentioned the fact that it spawned a bunch of different talent competitions. You know, if you don't have American Idol, you don't have, like, The Voice, you don't have X Factor. You don't have all the the weird spinoffs that lasted for, like, a year or two and then get canceled. Right. And they also mentioned the impact from the talent that comes yeah. from the show. How big of an impact. I have some numbers, but how big of an impact. On the industry, yeah. On the musical industry. And they kind of said, you know, this was the first time that America got to pick who they wanted to become their next, like, superstar. Yeah, because the audience was involved. Right. You got to vote, so it was dependent on you. Mm-hmm. If you wanted someone to win, you had to advocate for them. Yeah, and it was sort of this, like path to success that wasn't there before it was like this overnight success that you could suddenly go from you know living in a small town to becoming a superstar in a couple of months yeah which at the time was unheard of now it's it's a lot easier to do that with with the internet mm -hmm. with things like tiktok we talked about this with the songs of summer like you can be found through Mm -hmm. many many means you know and now like with spotify and stuff you could just put your own music out right. there. In terms of talking about the people who have come from American Idol, sort of collectively what they've done, in total they're, they've had 345 Billboard chart toppers. You know, it's launched careers of Kelly Clarkson, Karen Underwood, Jennifer Hudson, Chris Daughtry, Jordan Sparks, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. You could just keep going. Tori Kelly came from American Idol. Jennifer, you said Jennifer Hudson? Yeah. Yeah, just... It, it The list is never ending. It, you could just keep going and going and going. And that was one of the things, too, that's mentioned is that a lot of these shows really haven't had the huge success that American Idol had at the beginning. Yeah. You get later on in American Idol, you necessarily, don't necessarily get as much success, but, like, they compare right. to The Voice and the people who've come from The Voice compared to... I cannot think of a single, other than one person, I cannot think of a single person from The Voice... Right. Who is impactful in pop music or just music in general that I would know other than Christina Grimmie. Mm-hmm. But I listened to her on YouTube before. before. And then also because she was she passed was murdered. Right. We should be very clear about that she was murdered, which was exceptionally tragic and horrible. 
And then you think of the X Factor, and the only thing that comes to mind is Fifth Harmony. From the U.S. version. From the, from the U.S. Yeah, the yeah. U.K. is a different story altogether, but that's, I feel like that's a bit of a different show than the U.S. version. Right. The only, yeah, so Fifth Harmony is, I think, the only... Fletcher. From, was she from America? X Factor. She was from X Factor US, America? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know she was from the she U.S. She was in a group, but... Oh, she was in a... Oh, you she did... She put you, in a group. You told me that. Yeah. She was put in a group. I forgot about that. Anyways. <laughs> in 2012... Uh, is when the ratings started to fall, and they s- estimated that every season they fell twenty percent. The ratings. Wow! After twelve. After twenty twelve. After that year. Yeah, that I mean, it makes sense why they would cancel it at fifteen if it was falling twenty percent every year. Yeah, but from two thousand three to two thousand ten, American Idol was ranked the number one show in U.S. television ratings, and that's that's a long run. And that's seven years. That's seven years as number one. Yeah. The artists from American Idol have been nominated for numerous awards, Emmys, um, Grammys. Yeah, I mean, some of them have become actors and actresses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so fifty-four Grammy nominations, sixty million albums sold, eighty of those being platinum albums, ninety-five of those being gold, and two hundred sixty million digital downloads. The other thing I just wanted to mention: they used to write these coronation songs. For the winner, American Idol, that they would, it would be their, like, debut single. Right. And early on, I was reading something about this, that they had the same song. Yeah. Originally, you both sang the same one, and you would have been given that song had you Mm -hmm. won. Eventually, they kind of changed that. Well, eventually, they wrote them each their own song to fit their voices. To fit their voices. Because Hannah compiled, very generously with her time, compiled... YouTube playlists of their auditions and their performances, what she could find. We couldn't, you know, find every performance for every single person. But being able to compare it to the winners, I would sometimes watch both performances. And it's, like, very clear that certain people are suited for certain songs. I noticed that the person who was suited more for the song was the person who generally won. Who generally won, won. yeah. Um, I, like, Kelly Clarkson, a moment like this. A moment like this, yeah. Justin's a good vocalist but, but it, not it for just, him and blake lewis with um this is my now this is my now yeah so it's it's, it's interesting i i'm glad that they finally started writing them to fit their voices because i think it's only fair to yeah give them songs that fit them um going back to i just want to make a comment about the digital downloads itunes was huge mm-hmm. itunes just in general we talked about this again with songs of summer itunes was huge like downloading music we talked about this with glee I bought songs. Mm-hmm. I bought artists' covers of things on iTunes. I remember very specifically a few performances that I had. I remember you bought Always Be My Baby. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I will get there. Yeah, I had that. I had um, Brooke White, Loves a Battlefield. I, I had Saisha Mercado. Yeah. I love Saisha. I'm still a little bitter that yeah. she got like fifth place. She was amazing. I bought some David Archuleta. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact. You did? Yeah. I don't think they started it with Carrie Underwood. No. Because I don't remember starting until maybe season... Six. Six. Seven. Yeah. That was a huge thing, too. Mm -hmm. Every week, the best songs would show up in, like, the iTunes top ten. Yeah. So what we're doing for this one is we're going to do our favorite performance they did on the show, our favorite song they released after the show. Yes. I guess it could be before, because some of them did have music before. Yeah, technically some of them did. And then if we think they should have won that season or not. Yeah, so uh, just to explain how the process went, so Hannah, as I said, Hannah compiled a list of 
whatever performances were available. And so we went through and we listened to them and you probably did this as well. I went and listened to some of the winner's stuff as well, mm-hmm. like maybe their biggest song or one or two songs just to compare to because we we didn't watch all these seasons. We started with Carrie Underwood, season four, and I stopped probably at nine, mm-hmm. maybe not season nine, and then the last season. Right. So I'm just going to say there's <laughs> there's probably going to be some biases. Yeah. I feel very strongly about a lot of these contestants still to this day. Yeah. I have one, we'll get to it, where I changed my mind three times on whether I thought they should have won. All right. So, season one, which is Justin Guarini. I believe it's Guarini. The winner that season was Kelly Clarkson. After Idol, he's had two albums and his sales are around 146,000. He starred in From Justin to Kelly. The movie I haven't seen. I still have not seen it. He's really big on Broadway. Yeah. He's done multiple Broadway show appearances. He's done reporter, been a reporter for TV Guide, um, done a lot of independent film. Was he in commercials? Dr. Pepper yeah, commercials Dr. Pepper. since 2015. The outfits are horrible. <laughs> I have to remember this is 2002 mm-hmm. and like that was the fashion at the time, but who boy. And his audition was really pitchy. Yeah. Like his was not a good audition. It was interesting because for the most part, I felt like a lot of the auditions were strong. You could see potential. Yeah. And his they like raved about. And I was like, yeah. oh, I don't, I'm not like the best at pitch, but I can tell when something's yeah, a bit pitchy. Yeah, you can hear. I'm not tone deaf, but yeah. I'm also not like an expert. I think with him, he had really good stage presence. His charisma. He had he, great charisma. Yeah. I don't think he is the best vocalist I've ever heard, mm-hmm. the most amazing voice, but he had the, as Simon kept saying, he's like, you have the star power. Yeah, it was like the X factor. Yeah, yeah, the X factor, exactly. Yeah, you have this X factor. And like, I don't disagree with that. I don't either. I think he's obviously like a really charming guy, like he had good looks, he was, felt natural on stage. Yeah. And I would say for him, I think he was consistently good, but I didn't feel like you got much variety. Yeah. It was kind of like the same songs, which I feel like early on they tended to do that a lot. Yeah. Well, also, the first season was very different from the others. By season two, they kind of solidified what they wanted in the finale. And they didn't do as many, like, themed episodes. No. They do a lot of themes later on to to, to, to get variety. And, like, guest mentors and and guest hosts and things like that. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's got a good voice. He's got a good falsetto. But I think for him it was more about the complete package he had, like, that he brought. Yeah. yeah. For me, I think his best performance was Get Here. That's what I said, too. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It was, like, the one that, from start to finish, was the best vocal performance. And, yeah. And, like, emotion, too, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Favorite song I actually did, it was called Timeless. Yeah, a duet yeah. with Kelly Clarkson. Ta- their voices sound really good together. They do sound really good together. I felt a little guilty picking a song that had Kelly Clarkson on it, considering she's the winner. But it was a really good song. Yeah. It had a really, like, Spanish guitar, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, a salsa-y feel to it. Yep. And I really liked it. Do you think he should have won? No. No, I agree. It's not possible because it's Kelly Clarkson. Here's what I think is really interesting about Kelly Clarkson. Her first album comes out. I bought it at Borders. It's really not that good. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so weird to hear what album they wanted. And it was like, she didn't really have a say mm-hmm. in the music. Like everything was produced for her. All the songs were written for her and she just kind of had to sing it. And she's, she's talked about how it wasn't really her style. But then her date, her second album, Breakaway, yeah. is 
changed my life. Changed my life. I was probably nine when it came out. It was like I had Pink, Avril Lavigne, and Kelly Clarkson. Since You've Been Gone, Breakaway, there are so many songs mm-hmm. on the album that it was a a mega hit and it just launched her into stardom. Yeah. And she never has not stopped. She has her own talk show. I mean, she's been on Voice on the Judge for a couple years. She, she has so many albums with Billboard hits. Mm-hmm. I think Kelly Clarkson was the initial winner they needed. If you don't have Kelly Clarkson, you don't go 15 seasons. You don't have 15 seasons. Yeah, you don't get that star power and that image of what you can create with this show. Like, no offense to Justin, but if he wins, American Idol isn't the show it is. And I equate it to when we talked about how Pixar had Toy Story as their first movie. Yeah. Like, if you don't have that initial person or that thing, it's not going to work. And I think it's also her story as well. She was a 20-year-old waitress in a small town. Kind you of know, like a never, family. Never had any, like, really vocal training. Never really had done any form of, like, singing professionally right. or anything like that. And just became a star. I've seen interviews. She didn't even really understand what she was auditioning for. Yeah. She didn't know how big of a show right. it was going to be. No. I don't think anyone well, didn't. knew. I mean, you can even see the budget. Like, the budget was so different for season one. Yeah. I think he was a strong contender. It's like, if I put him into another season... I don't think he would have gotten second. Truthfully, I think if you put him in a strong season, he maybe makes it to the top 12. And then doesn't. And then doesn't. I kind of of have to agree with that. Yeah. So season two, our runner-up is Clay Aiken. The winner of that season is Ruben Studdard. His total album sales are 5 million. He has seven albums out. So notes about him. He wrote a best-selling memoir has a televised Christmas special. He's been on Broadway, appearances in multiple TV shows. More recently, he ran for Congress. (laughs) Okay, let me not laugh because it's not funny. (laughs) He ran for Congress, but suddenly and rather suspiciously, his main opponent died days after the primary vote, which (laughs) who knows what happened there? A very sudden, suspicious death. I have to wonder. What is Clay conniving? Could he not take the pressure of losing again? <laughs> but let's just be clear, though, that he had no involvement with no, it. No, we don't think he could. Um, it just, it's just an interesting thing. He also won multiple Billboard Awards. <laughs> he won multiple Billboard Awards and American Music Awards. Okay, so when he comes in for audition, he's this, like, dorky, younger man. He's a special education teacher. He does not look like a star in any way shape or form his style nothing about him says star and simon says this multiple times throughout but when he starts to sing holy hell he's got he's a got voice. a voice it's no wonder he's sold five million yeah. in record sales I want to say, is he in the top couple of record sales? Like, he's probably can't Out of be number one. Yeah. He's like in uh, yeah. top 10 for sure. Okay. Yeah. He has sold so many records. Here's the thing it's interesting because when we, we didn't watch season two, but I knew who Clay Aiken was mm-hmm. without even watching the show. Yeah. He was big. Like, he was huge. And I think it's interesting, like you said, that they mention multiple times how he doesn't look like a star. And Brandy's yeah. like, I, I, cl- I can't believe the voice that's coming out of you. Like, it doesn't match what you look like. 
Yeah. I think it was interesting because get your first season, the final two being, you know, Kelly and Justin, both, like, attractive-looking people, like, yeah. what you'd expect for a pop star. Right. And then you get Clay, who's, like, not that he's, like, unattractive, unattractive but he's not. conventionally, right. yeah, but what you would expect not, from a star. Right. And heard him say, like, oh, well, maybe this is what America needs. Right. Yeah. Maybe they need someone who's not your typical, you know, pop star Right, looking person. person. I just want to mention... The people from the South tend to do well on Idol because a large, a large amount of the yeah. viewing audience is, from, is the South. from the South. Yes. Also, so I don't know if you watched a lot of his Hollywood performances. He has a group with this guy in a Hawaiian shirt, and I have to feel so bad for this man because you can't even hear him. Mm-hmm. Clay's voice carries. It has such a presence that I couldn't even hear this mm-hmm. man, and I feel sorry for this man, as Kiki Palmer would say. I did note that Clay wore a puka shell necklace. A lot. And button-ups. <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of button-ups. Um, I said he has a great voice. He hits notes incredibly clean. Yeah. It's, it's so clear. He has a wonderful tone. Yes. His vocal tone is so nice. Mm-hmm. And his range is actually surprisingly large as well. Yeah. Like, he can hit some high notes. And, like, the lower. And the lower range, yeah. yeah. Okay, my favorite performance of his is Bridge Over Troubled Water. He has a chorus. Yeah. An entire church chorus comes in to support him, and it's it's a performance. Like, I think that is one of the best, one of the best idol performances of all time. If you read, um, they, they have a lot of, comp, like, lists online of yeah. best performances. It's I, I always at, in the top five. I looked at five. some of those it's as well. It's always, like, in the top yeah. five. It is, it is a strong, strong mm-hmm. performance, and the fact that that was his final performance, it's crazy to me that that didn't give him the that victory it didn't win because yeah. that was a it was like a religious experience it was amazing what's your favorite song the song that i picked is called the way okay so i just want to make a comment that his most listened to song on spotify is called invisible and it's like creepy it's like i want to be inside your bedroom and i'm like no no. Go away. <laughs> Get out of my bedroom, Cleek, and yeah. stay away. So I just want to say his most popular song is very, like, every breath you take levels of, like, mm, this makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> let's but not. okay. Let's not. Let's not. I kind of cheated. I just did any of his Christmas songs. I thought about doing one of his Christmas songs. Because I, his Christmas albums do sell And really I know well. they're covers mostly, but he's got kind of that voice that's perfect. Like, think like Josh Groban. Like, he's got that voice. Or Michael Bublé. Like, a voice that's yeah. just made for Christmas just, music. Or Nat King Cole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he should have won. I think so, too. Ruben is a good singer. No, he, he's got a really yeah, good voice. Yeah, he's got a great voice, but when I hear Bridge Over Troubled Water, what he was so consistent. Mm-hmm. Clay was a very consistent performer, and... But I know I was, like, reading some things, and they said, like, that was one of the closest finales. Yeah. Just between the two. Like, there was no clear front runner. It was very even between the two of them. Yeah. But I personally think he should have won. Yeah. And based it's on kind his performances. of, like, a, like, a known thing that a lot of people think he should have won. Like, yeah. that was, like, one of the first snubs mm-hmm. of America. Yes. Okay. Season three, we have Diana DeGarmo. She was 16. I didn't realize she was 16. I didn't know she was 16 either. So this was also the season that Jennifer Hudson was on. Right. She, she got, got out seven. Sixth or seventh. Yeah. Which is crazy. Maybe one of the most famous people from the show now. Yeah. Arguably. One of the most successful. There. One of the most sure. successful. Yeah. So the winner of that season was Fantasia, which we did know about Fantasia. We did know about Fantasia. Again, you just knew about her. Um, so Diana's had two albums around 168,000 in terms of sales. 
She's done a lot of Broadway as well. She's been an actress on The Young and the Restless, which is a soap. She's married to Ace Young. Oh, which jealous. I said jealous. So jealous. Ace Young, he was a contestant on season five? five four or five? Five, okay. I think. Oh, he was dreamy. Yeah. She's, <laughs> he was. She's done multiple USO tours and she's a celebrity ambassador for um, muscular dystrophy. Yeah, lovely. So I did not realize she was 16. I didn't either. Um, she was a little pitchy. Yeah, which I at th- times. think probably due to her age yeah lack of training lack of training yeah i will say though she definitely had like a really good like attitude like sass she was like she would tell she was having fun yeah i think she did get hurt by her song choices she tried to sing my heart will go on i was reading something quentin tarantino was the guest host Mm -hmm. of that week and they were like that's maybe the the harshest judge critic that's ever been given in the entire show i did think she got harsh critic i would agree with that but he's not wrong, though. No. Because he basically said, he's like, you sing you sing the song and you hit the notes, but, like, what? But what does that give me? Right. Like, you're not giving me anything different or, or enhance yeah. the song in any way. Um, and I can't really speak to the field of talent that year because I really only know Fantasia. Uh, third place was Jasmine Trias. And then you've got Jennifer Hudson. It was, Jennifer Hudson. What I know is that... This season was dominated by women. Yes. Women dominated the top. Like, I think most of the men got out early. Early. Yeah, there were, like, a powerhouse of women on that season. I'm gonna say that I don't think she should have won over Fantasia. I don't think so either. If Summertime? I mean, Fantasia has one of the best, just pure voices. And also, Summertime, that might be my favorite... Idol. Idol performance. Ever. Yeah. It's... That's Brandy Jackson has said that's his his right. favorite idol performance of all time. But I mean, she definitely like for someone being sixteen, like I can't relate to having that talent. No, I can't either. So I think her best performance was "Don't Cry Out Loud." I had said "Don't Cry Out Loud" as well. Yeah, I thought it was her most most solid, and just stage presence was also really good yes. as well. So she had an album that came out like a couple of years ago, and she had a song with Ace. Yeah. Um, called "I Do." Okay. And I just thought their harmonies were really nice together, and it was, like, a really sweet song I liked. I think her voice has improved a lot. I noticed that she had a kind of, like, doo-wop-y mm-hmm. sounding album. Like, it was a, a one that came out maybe, like, two or three years ago. Yeah. And uh, it, her voice sounded very mature and very different yeah. from her, the, the show. Um, the song I picked is called Blue Skies. It was off her, I think, her debut album. Okay. It sounded very, like... Avril, Kelly Clarkson, Breakaway, mm-hmm. like that kind of feel of things I was really into, you know, at that age when that era of music. So it, I was like, this calls to me. Right. All right. Now we get into season four, which is where we started and we got hooked. Yeah. Oh boy, did we get hooked. We got we hooked. Got their, they dug our the claws, claws into us and us. we were sucked in. So season four, the runner up was Bo Bice and he lost to... The talented, great Carrie Underwood, who is the only American Idol contestant that we have seen in concert. True. His total album sales are about $757,000. He's had three albums out. He started his own record label called Sugar Money. He was the lead singer for band Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I saw that he was let go from the band after 2018. He's been on several USO tours, celebrity appearance on Don't Forget the Lyrics, and you said nothing on his wiki page since 2013. So I found out he, 
I like found an interview with him. He like moved to Georgia for kids. Yep. So spend more time with his kids. He owns like a music store. So he does like youth music um, related things, does some touring. And I think had released a single maybe in like 2019. So he's doing some things, right. but not, not in the public eye, Right. I guess I would say. So I just want to talk about how this is the first season that we got rockers. Mm -hmm. We got this singers who were of this genre because I don't think we had that in any of the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. I was reading something that like David Cook, Adam Lambert, a bunch of people took inspiration from Bo, like from his way he performed and did things on American Idol. And I think... I have to give him credit for that, that, like, he kind of started this trend. Now, to be fair, there was also Constantine Morales, mm-hmm. who love, like, love him as well. He was also fantastic, but he got out earlier than Bo did. Right. And I think he was a very solid second place contestant. I don't remember him ever having a bad week, really. I think maybe he had one bad week. I think my issue was that he was so consistently good that it was almost a bit too polished and professional. Yeah. I think the appeal of American Idol was that you got to have these people who just started out not really performing and you got to see their growth. You had this like raw talent that you're able to mold and make into a star. Right. And I think with Bo, he came in, he had already been touring with bands. He He had had already already put out music. He had already done a lot. And I think because of that, He didn't really necessarily have a huge ceiling to climb. Yeah. Right. I think he's a really good performer. Like, he obviously, he was, maybe out of everyone, had very few bad performances. Yeah. Good stage presence, good vocals. He knew what he was doing. He was seasoned. I just think part of the appeal of the journey of American Idol was, like, watching that growth throughout the weeks. Which, I mean, we saw with Carrie Underwood. Right. It was kind of similar to Kelly Clarkson, where it's a small town girl who you know, she shows up. And she had never flown. She, she, yeah. Ryan Seacrest asked her about the stars and she yeah. thinks he's talking about the sky instead yeah. of the Hollywood stars. Like, you got to see her grow into a superstar. Like, one of the biggest country, female country stars of all time. Certainly the biggest of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in of, terms of the numbers and. Yeah. Of, yeah, of this generation, probably the only other person I can think of is Miranda. Miranda Lambert. Lambert, yeah. And it's interesting with her because her debut album actually was huge. You had Before He Cheats on that album. Jesus Take the Wheel. Jesus Take the Wheel, Wasted. Some Hearts. Yeah. It was a huge debut album. Like some of her biggest hits to this day were from that album. Were on that album, yeah. It's kind of interesting compared to her with Kelly Clarkson. Um, where I think Carrie Underwood's second album isn't as strong, near as even near as recognized as her first album. Yeah, and her album, like that first album, won so oh. much stuff. It was like it was we got it day one. Yeah, and I forgot how many like times platinum it went and like how many sales it got. It was insane. Just it's one of those things where she's a country singer, but her music transcends country. Yeah, it is mainstream. There are like Rascal Flatts is probably what I would say would be one of the most well-known country artist that has pop hits like you know songs from the rascal right that you could hear on any radio station and a lot of people who don't really listen to country music still listen to carrie underwood exactly she kind of is on the bridge of pop country rock rock. yeah she kind of is flirting with the bridge genres right i would just like to say because i don't want to disrespect disrespect taylor swift taylor swift oh yes 
of course of our generation but she's not really in country anymore like but country. she I, we cannot disrespect no, taylor swift of course not. so okay anyways to Bo. back to Bo. my favorite performance of his is in a dream in a dream yeah and it's so risky to just go acapella yeah he performed this acapella with no no backing no, no backing. instruments just him and it's it's amazing and it, it was a risk that paid off. I would yeah. also like to um, also, in the top, like, 24, he did um, Whipping Post. Mm. And I think that was the performance that really, like, made solidified that spot. he was going to make it far. Yeah. Similar to, like, Karen would doing Alone. Yeah. Where it was, like, she's I about see to win. Like, Simon thing. at that point predicted she would win and saw, yeah. saw more records than anyone, so. Yeah. So, yeah. it was it was telling. Yeah. Um. So, my favorite song post-idol, it's called The Real Thing. Me too. Yeah. I yeah. like it because I think he stuck to his roots, but he made a commercial song. Yeah. I was saying it feels pretty pop rock. It's something that I would listen to. Yeah. Like, as someone who's not necessarily a huge, just, like, straight-up rock fan. Right. Like, I certainly like rock music, but yeah. it was something I would listen to. I agree. Um, Do you think he should have won? It's hard because yeah, I have a bias. I said it's very, very close for me, this one, because it's hard when you have two very different performers. And yeah, there's some bias, but like, I cannot disregard Carrie Underwood's success and her, her vocal prowess. I just butchered that word. <laughs> Add it to the list. Add it to your compilation. You can't deny how how successful Carrie Underwood is, how well-known she is, how good of a singer she is. Yeah. And that she's still relevant in I mean, 2021. In, she does Sunday Night Football theme songs. She's done Sound of Music Live. Yeah. Like, she's done a lot of other things. I'm biased, definitely, but I think for me, if I'm just looking at American Idol, like, to me, watching her journey to me almost yeah. makes me think that she should have won because right. she grew a lot and her story it's like a good story yeah part of american idol is is someone's story right you have to keep that in mind it definitely because it it drives people to care about them yeah and that's not always the case later on story's no. not as important but it certainly plays a part and yeah i mean carrie Underwood's got an amazing voice too i mean we saw her live well, yeah. in concert, and I still think it's one of the best concerts I've been to just solely for vocal performance. Just vocal. Just vocals, yeah. And I was even watching her Hollywood performance of uh, Independence Day by Martina McBride, and, like, she's really good. Like, yeah. she just has a good voice. I would still say Bo, I think, is fair getting second place. Second place. I would agree, too. Also, it's hard to not look past Idol and to see what, what How, success she had. Exactly. You know. I agree. Okay, season five, we get Catherine McPhee. Um, winner was Taylor Hicks. Catherine McPhee's had five albums and total sales of 475000 Really? That little? Yeah, which I was surprised. Hmm. She's celebrity spokesperson for multiple brands, uh, multiple acting credits. She was on TV, TV shows Smash and Scorpion were her two main roles. She's been in The Waitress on Broadway, done a bunch of charity work, won a bunch of awards for work on Broadway and television. I think with her... After Idol, she focused more on other venues besides just just straight music albums. Yeah, you know, right? She's one of the more well-known people. Yeah, second place people, I would say for sure, and not necessarily just for her music, but because of her. Yeah, I think she's more more known as like a performer, right? Because Smash was very like a musical television right. show, like she sang on the show. Right. I don't think I realized when we watched the show, like, how good her voice was. 
I agree. So it's interesting because for some reason, I feel like they presented her as really annoying. Yeah. Do you remember that? She was 21, 22. Yeah. Chris Daughtry was well, our person I that year. I think our problem was we were so focused on Chris Daughtry, Chris Daughtry. that we didn't really focus on her. Yeah, we were... I remember Hannah. We were on the stairs. Yeah. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. So this is one of the rare times where we were not allowed to stay up. And the shock of Chris Daughtry getting out, I think... That was who we cared about that season, so... We didn't really care past that point. Right. All I remember is... I I just feel like they presented her as, like, annoying. I think they gave her a bad edit. They gave her a bad edit. And, like, in retrospect, she just was a Mm 21-year-old singing. And she just had a very, like, poised professionalism about her. And I think... Like, with a lot of things, women who were like that are seen as, like, have, like, a superiority complex right. and seen as, like, you know, annoying. or And it's unfortunate that yeah. me as a 10-year-old had this perception Felt of that her way. that she was annoying because, because it's Because of just, how they presented yeah, her. right. I think, though, like, I appreciate her a lot more now. Yeah. I think she's got this really good, like, classical voice. She does. And yeah. I think what hurt her was also song choice. I think so, too. I think sometimes she tried to do these really big, like, belty songs. And yeah. I think she's a lot better in, like, the more, like, classical, like... Slower. Slower songs. Somber, yeah. And I think... I wonder if that's why I didn't like her either. Because when I was a yeah. kid, I wasn't a fan of a lot of those, like, right. slower, like, you know, yeah. jazzier classic type, songs. Type songs, yeah. But she has a good voice. She has a great voice. Yeah. So my f- favorite performance of hers was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Same here. It was a... I think another iconic performance. It's one of the ones that's always at the top. It was a song that was chosen for her by Simon. And again, Simon Simon knows. He knows shit. He knows how to pick a song for people. It's really hard to do that song justice because it's Judy Garland. And Judy Garland... <laughs> Judy Gar- she's got a fucking garden. Um, Judy Garland is a legend. Yes. And her version of that song because it's in The Wizard of Oz and because that is an iconic movie, like... It is so hard to, to cover that unless you're going to make it unique. And I think she did a really good yeah. job. I think it stands out. Yeah, they brought her back seasons later to perform. To perform, that yeah. Cover. Yeah. So my favorite song post-idol, it's called All the Way. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like her voice because it's like a really jazzy, slow song. Yeah. And I think her voice really soars on that kind of music. So <laughs> this one's kind of weird. It's called Let Your Heart Sing, and it's a song from the Tinkerbell movie. Okay. I've never seen the Tinkerbell movie or the movies, but I heard the song and it just, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I can jam to this. Like, this feels like a real Disney kind of hit song. And she, like, she could be a Disney princess. Yeah. She's got the vo- the vocal range for that. And now I want to see her in a Disney movie. For sure. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. That's my dream. Do you think she should have won? Yeah. Over Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. I said the only other option was Chris. Yeah. So Taylor Hicks was certainly an a very interesting performer Mm -hmm. i don't think he had the best voice i don't think he was you know had that star power but there was something about his like quirky uniqueness that i think a lot of people were drawn to and he was from the south and he was from the south and he played a harmonica and he had this kind of bluesy thing about him and i think that's why he won but if you look at the success of Taylor Hicks versus the success of Catherine McPhee. Or even Chris Daughtry. Or even Chris Taylor Daughtry. Hicks. It's hard not to to notice. Yeah. I yeah. think, honestly, I think she should have won too. And I don't know if I would have said that when I was younger. No, I don't think I would have either. But yeah, I think she should have won. Yes. Okay. 
This is the best. Yes. We're so hyped for this. Oh my god. So now we have season six, which is Blake Lewis. So the winner of that season was Jordan Sparks. The third place winner, we have to mention Melinda Doolittle. I'll just hold off on that for now. We'll hold off. We have a lot. We have a lot to say. So his total album sales were about 413,000. He has four albums out. He had multiple television appearances. He performed for Michelle Obama, Queen. Voice acting work. He was on Don't Forget the Lyrics. And he has multiple covers with the very, very cool, you should definitely check them out, um, YouTube channel called Postmodern Jukebox. Essentially, they take popular songs and they do these like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, different styles of these popular songs. And they actually have a lot of uh, Idol alum Mm -hmm. who are on there. Hayley Reinhardt. There's a lot of Melinda Doolittle. So let's talk about Blake Lewis. Now, Blake Lewis was my my favorite with the exception of Melinda Doolittle. But if it was between Jordan Sparks and Blake Lewis, I wanted Blake Lewis to win when I was that age. And he is still, I think, one of the most, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase this. Unique, but also extremely talented. Yeah. Because he was a beatboxer. He was like a, he was like the champion of Seattle. Yeah. He was an incredibly talented beatboxer and the way he was able to incorporate beatboxing into his performances made songs feel very innovative and it made mm-hmm. it feel very special. And I think that's why he did so well. Yeah. Because I think if Blake Lewis wasn't beatboxing and it was just solely based on his vocal performances, I don't think he would... He'd be top 12. Yeah. I think he could be a top 12 performer, but I don't think he would go that far. No, I agree. And I think just the uniqueness of the fact that there's there's never been another performer who's even attempted to do that. No. Mm-mm. So it was it was his uniqueness that I think made him so stand out so much i think i mean he was never the best singer no but he had this entertainment factor yeah he was so willing to take chances take risks a week where he's saying he did half of his song just beatboxing yeah like that's risky and he did like big songs too and i love his style he had great style i think he definitely was like a game changer on idol yeah he proved I agree. that you didn't necessarily have to have the best voice if you had that star appeal. The star appeal, and that, if you had yeah. other things. If you had other things, yeah. And I, I agree. think he kind of paved the way for future idols who kind of were able to be more unique and kind right. of able to use other talents they might have. Um, I agree. Obviously, he was really talented. I mean, he made yeah. it to top two. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not he should have been top yeah. two, you know, that's. I actually have two best performances. Oh, I do too. It's, might have the same. So the first one is You Give Love a Bad Name, Correct. Bon Jovi, which was his best performance. Yes. By far, his the way he used the beatboxing in that song, iconic. You should listen to it if you haven't. The other performance I would like to talk about is in the top 24, he did a cover of Somewhere Only We Know by Keen, and I had never heard that song before. First time I heard that. And I was reading the comments of that performance, and there were, like, all the comments were like, this is the first time I heard this song, this is how I discovered this song, and that song is still one of my favorite songs to this date. Still one of my favorite I'm currently songs. learning how to play an easy version of it on the keyboard. Yeah. Like, I have to think that him performing that 
reached people that probably never would have heard that song. Yeah. It's so interesting that a song could become well-known or become a song that I would have heard because I heard somebody perform it on a show and was like, I remember we looked it up. We looked it up after he performed. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the only songs he didn't beatbox in. So that kind of made it stand out as well. But thank you, Blake Lewis. Just shout out to you wherever you are. Thanks for giving me Keen. Um, Otherwise, I I don't know. I may have never heard that song. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was a, a game changer. So my favorite song of his, this might be cheating, um, but I did his cover, Mr. Brightside, with Postmodern It's. Jukebox. I thought about putting it. I personally tried to refrain from picking covers of songs. Yeah. Um, I tried to pick original songs. I think that's his best song. I, I also would think agree. it's one of my favorite Postmodern Jukebox Yeah. It's, songs. It is one of their best covers. Um, so the one I picked is called Binary Love on his second, I think it's the second album called Heartbreak on Vinyl. And I was reading a lot of things about how people said the album was, like, exceptionally innovative. The amount of, like, different genres he was able to do on it and different styles. I just thought it was a really, really interesting song. And I really liked it. Nice. Should he have won? No. No. Because Melinda Doolittle should have won. Yeah. He should have gotten... He should have gotten third. Third. Yeah. I know we haven't talked anything about Jordan Sparks. She is a perfectly fine singer. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with her singing. Clearly, there's a reason she made it to first place. And she also did well post-show. She, she did. She had some really... I She's mean, one of the more successful... As much as I hate Chris Brown, No Air... Yeah. It was a great song. She's one of the more successful. She was super marketable when she first She came was out. very, very marketable. Um, And she's done some acting stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether Melinda won or Jordan won, Blake shouldn't have won between either of those two. He should have been third. All right. Now, we have our next contestant, who is Melinda (laughs) Melinda Doolittle, because we cannot not give Melinda Doolittle the respect that she deserves. She's the only third place person on this list. Our Twitter account only follows, like, six people, and one of them is Melinda Doolittle. We love Melinda. We love Melinda. She hosted a Idol Rewind show on YouTube. It's called um, Reality Check. Reality Check with another guy. Michael Slezak. Michael Slezak. And they would just go through every week, and they would just talk about the performances, talk about things. It was very funny, mm-hmm. because at a certain point, American Idol was a joke, so... And they just went with it. And they just went with it. And the last season we watched... Um, we would watch that every week. That was part of the reason I wanted to watch. Yeah, we'd so watch, we watch just so we could dance. see her her talking about it. We were going to riot if she didn't get her own thing in the when they brought back all the contestants to perform in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And she did, thankfully. She got a moment. I think what bothers me most about not even the fact that she didn't win, but the fact that she hasn't gotten the recognition I yeah. think she deserves, like, commercially like it not not yeah. commercially it's, but it's so weird because when i was looking like i would i was online looking at some lists of like top performances best performances and i was reading on multiple ones where it was like melinda doolittle who should have won that right. season and if there's anyone i think people should know of <laughs> from it's american her. idol it's melinda doolittle she was so consistent i would say she has maybe the one of the best one voices. Of the be- maybe, like, because I'm thinking about, like, Jennifer Hudson. And, yeah. Like, she's got one of the top, like, three, four, yeah. like, just voices. Just, yeah. So, we have her best, perform- best performance, best post-song. Should have won. That, I, this is my note on Melinda. Okay. An icon, a queen, a damn shame she didn't win. So talented, voice for days. She also did postmodern jukebox covers as well. Yes. She's done some. 
that are very good. Toxic. She, Toxic that I was Amazing. about to say, that was a, gr- a great one of Go her. Go listen to Toxic. So, I have two best performances. It was so hard to pick yeah. a performance. Because everyone's her best. She also has one of the best auditions yeah. of any performance. And you know what's interesting? She comes in as a backup vocalist. Yeah, she was a backup vocalist. super shy. And she's super, super humble, super shy. And like, doesn't like, have that stage presence. Just, like, blows and the just, judges' faces. <laughs> it just brings out, for once in my life, just... Ugh. And it's... It's so good. There's... Yeah. It, it, and so it's interesting when you think about Bo, where you're like, he had everything, so there wasn't much growth. For her, she had the voice. She had to get the stage presence. She needed the charisma. She needed the, the charisma presence. and the stage presence. Because she was presence. so used to being in the back. In the, the background. She had to... to come forward. Yeah. That was like... I remember Simon saying, like, that was his main concern with was her, is if that she if, she, if she could come forward and be yeah. her own person. Yeah. So I have two... I liked um, Funny Valentine mm-hmm. and There Will Come a Day okay. were the two that I picked. That's interesting because I have two different ones. Okay. See, this well, is proof I, that all so of many good, performances She's so many good performances. Um, woman. Yeah. Because I think that was really like, you got to see her stage presence. So, and surprising yeah. pick was um, Have a Nice Day by Bon Jovi. Oh. And mm-hmm. I was interesting to hear her do a rock song because yeah. she just like crushed it. Didn't yeah. do any She also did, music. she did The Show Must Go On by Queen. I think so, maybe. Yeah, I, she did a Queen but song, But basically too. what we're saying is every performance of hers was a best performance. Yeah, and you should definitely go uh, listen to all of her performances. Um, we can make that playlist public if yes. you want. <laughs> just and just the Melinda Doolittle hit one. Hit up her post-idol music because it is great. Oh, yeah, so did you pick a post song? Well, I want to give a shout out to the Toxic Postmodern Jukebox. That one's really good. she has a song called Walking Blues. Okay. That I really like from one of her albums. It's mm-hmm. like super, like soulful like she's got that gritty voice it's just yeah. it's so good i picked um home was the song okay. i picked it's on the album uh you're the reason mm-hmm. i just really liked it yeah so linda doolittle is a queen sorry we and should should she have won yes yes she should have won correct yes um i said yes third is a joke yes it is a a joke and a the biggest snub in american idol history in my opinion i would say biggest snub in like like <laughs> history in history <laughs> like well no not no not you in know. history but but in maybe in musical talent show history yeah anyways so now we move on to I'm the excited about battle this. of the davids season seven which was david versus david david versus david so second place was david archuleta first place david cook and third place shout out to saisha ah oh, i love saisha she was so good such a good singer so, David Archuleta has 1.15 million in sales, nine albums, which I noted, yeah, how the fuck does he have nine albums? Just pumping them out. So, after Idol, he was an opening act for the band McFly. Oh, I love that. From Just My Luck. If you were, if you listen to our Lindsay Lohan episode, McFly was in the movie Just My Luck. Yeah. He also was an opening act for Demi Lovato. Great. He's won numerous awards. He's done acting appearances. He was in a lot of... Nickelodeon and Disney shows. I know he's yeah. in iCarly, and yeah. I believe he was in ooh, Hannah, Montana. Maybe Hannah Montana. Probably Hannah Montana. Um, he's an author. Done a lot of charity work. He's also an advocate for LGBTQ rights in the religious community, as he is mm-hmm. Mormon and came out as gay. Well, he didn't or, preference, but he said he's a member of the community. Oh, okay. Came out publicly a couple of years ago. I guess he had come out a lot sooner to his family. But, I see. Gotcha. Because there's, you know yeah just in religion in general but also i feel like with yes the mormon community yes but anyway so i would just like to say that i think this was actually a very good fight final two yeah they were different but i also think they were both very talented in their very own very talented in different ways 
I think this is what you're talking about when you said artists were able, like, Blake Lewis started this trend yes. of doing unique things, and I think David Cook... He was one of those people ...was who, one of those people who could just change a song. And make it his own. Yeah. And it was so unique. Yeah. But with yeah. David Archuleta, I mean, I was obsessed with him. You were... See, I was a David Cook fan, and you were yeah. a David Archuleta fan. We were on different sides. And normally, we were pretty aligned, yeah. but that year, we that were was, not. We were battling. We were battling. So with, yeah. with David Archuleta, though, he's just got this really pure voice. It's super clear. He's got oh. an interesting tone. It's very similar to Clay Aiken. Yeah, and I noted that you don't get many male, like, belters on the show, yeah. like, who can belt, and he right. could. He could. Yeah. His performances always felt really genuine and the emotion always came through, which is interesting yeah. because he was only 16, 16, 17. Yeah, he was so young. You don't get that a yeah. lot with um, younger, younger artists. I do think he, again, maybe had some song choice issues. Yeah, I think so too. Which I, not, think... I don't know that it's necessarily their fault because they have like mentors. So I, I have two bus performances of his. Okay. My first one is Imagine. Yes. He performed John Lennon's Imagine, which it's hard to perform John Lennon because it's John Lennon. Yeah. I would just like to point out that when I looked at the the performance video, the top comment was from Tyler Oakley. Yes. A notorious YouTuber. And he said, I quote, met Tyler Oakley. Yes. I have a picture with him. Yes, you do. Yes, you <laughs> so, met him when like he came that. for the homecoming parade yes. at Michigan yes. State. And I'm still jealous Fun when times. you sent me that picture. And I went gasp and I went, I hate you. Anyways, his comment was, quote, can I just spend my life with him? Yes. End quote. I imagine I bought his performance yeah, on iTunes. Yeah, you did. But the performance I picked, I also picked because I had two, is his version of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on mm-hmm. Me is the best of That's any good. performance of that show because that was one that got over overdone. They did it like every to season. To death. And his version was, was amazingly yeah. well done. Um, I picked Imagine because when I, as soon as I started watching his videos, I immediately remembered that one. And it was like early on in the show. It was in the top 24. Yeah. Which and is you, surprising. You usually don't get that good of a performance Until that like early on. Until like top six, yeah. top five. Right. My favorite song, post title, it has yeah. to be Crush. Yeah. I picked, it's called Something About Love. And I thought it had a really good, a really good vocal range from him and was well done. Crush is definitely, it's a good song. Yeah. But I know you, you love that song, so... Do you think he should have won? Okay, so I changed my mind three times. This, I knew this was going to be the yeah, one. Yeah, I, I changed it. my mind three times. First I said no, then I said yes, probably, and then I changed my mind, and I said no. Here's why. While I think David Archuleta is the more successful idol, I think he technically has a better voice than David Cook, but... I think of Always Be My Baby. He changed a Mariah Carey song mm-hmm. into a a version that was so unique and so good. Billie Jean. Yeah. He changed in tons of lists. That's Billie usually Jean. like in the top 10 of like the best idol performances of all time is, is his version of Billie Jean. He just had this way of being able to take a, a well done popular song and make it his own and make it sound interesting and unique but still good. And I think that is a talent that not many people have yeah and not that many people can utilize well and the fact that he was able to consistently week to week to week do that really stands the test of time in my eyes because it's like you said it's not always just about the voice Mm -hmm. it's about the way you use it and the way you use your talents in the end i think i still stand still stand with david cook 
12-year-old me is going to hate myself, but I think that yeah. David Cook should have won. Yeah. This was one of the hardest ones to pick, so I went back and watched David Cook's performances, and I agree with everything you said. I mm-hmm. think David Archuleta was very consistently good, but yeah. he didn't necessarily do a lot of surprising songs. And yeah. he did a lot of songs similar to how they sounded. Yeah. And I think David Cook, like you said, he just did something where he could do a different thing every week. And, and I think out of the two of them, he maybe deserved it a little bit more because he was willing yeah. to kind of push take risks and pu- yeah. push yeah push himself so yeah and, i yeah. shocked myself yeah glad we agreed on that yep. <laughs> all right oh boy now i have a question because i was thinking about this with david cook we are now entering the era i like to call white guy with a guitar mm-hmm. wins american idol so five years and in then a row. five years in a row a white guy with a guitar won yep do <laughs> hannah and i developed a <laughs> conspiracy theory about this trend do we want to discuss it on the podcast okay so a few years ago han and i probably one of the times we were bored and needed something to do so we were looking up american idol contestants and winners and we noticed this weird trend of white guy with a guitar one american idol one every season one every season so the first year that a white man with a guitar won was 2008 now hannah what happened in 2008? Wasn't that when Obama became president? Barack Obama became president, and he was our first black president. Now, Hannah, who loves American Idol the most? <laughs> the South. The South and the Midwest. Yes. Our theory is that... Our crackpot conspiracy theory is that because Barack Obama was president, people who are frankly racist had to make a stand where they could. Because can I just say? Yeah, go ahead. You get Kelly Clarkson, woman. A woman. You get Ruben Studdard. He's black. Black man. Fantasia, black, black woman. Black woman, yeah. Carrie Underwood, woman. Yeah. Then you get Taylor Hicks, who's white man, but... But, again, he's the first one, so... Right. And then you get Jordan Sparks. You got term pretty good diversity those first... Yeah. Six seasons. Yeah. And then you get five years... Of white men of winning. a white man. With a guitar. With a guitar. Winning. I'm just saying... It, it cannot be coincidence that that is a trend throughout that long of a show. And should we also point out that the white man with a guitar should not have won every season? They were not no. the clearly talented person. No. I don't mean to get political here, but there's a reason why Donald Trump was elected president. Correct. People were unhappy with the values. And I mean, maybe they don't directly say that that they're i mean some people certainly did but some people but wouldn't say that. some people but. wouldn't say that and i genuinely think people voted <laughs> for white men mm-hmm. because that's what they wanted to see in their country i mean if you look at because the, it's a it's american idol yeah right and i'm not saying that it's because that's who the fan base is voting but like right i don't know because the voice you get all these diverse winners yeah other talent shows, you got diverse. And I wonder if it's because winners. it started later than American Idol. But I don't know. With American Idol, for those like five years, it was just like it was you knew who was going to win. Yeah. When the white man with the guitar came on screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then, okay, so you had one year where um, Candace Glover wins. Season 12. Season 12. And then. And then you get Caleb. 
I mean, he's a white man, but technically he's at least a rocker. Right, and then you get Nick, who's white man. Both, both. Second place Second is place is man. also a white man with guitar. And then you get Trent. Trent. Who's another white man with a guitar. I mean, he also could play the piano. So. But. But, yes. So. But I can't help but notice that for most of these seasons, the runner-up is a woman, a woman who is of a different race. Yeah, you're actually right. It's like, crazy how yeah. you go from the first, like, five seasons to being really diverse yeah. to all of a sudden you get... Shoot, and yeah. even um, season... I want to say season 13, the one I watched, mm-hmm. they had a really diverse field. And when they cut to the top 12, all yeah. of a sudden it was a bunch it of was, white people. Yeah, <laughs> it just, just became saying. very non-diverse. It, we just noticed this and the way it lined up. The fact that it started in 2008. When... Obama's the elected. first year he's elected president. It's interesting. It would be different if some of those winners were justified. But a the lot fact of them are that not. a majority of them are not should not have won. A majority of these people who won are not justified. But anyways, that is um, our theory. Let's jump into season eight. Okay, so now season nine we have Crystal Bower socks. No, we're on season eight. Oh, I'm sorry. I just skipped right over Adam Lambert. Don't skip Adam. Wow, I can't. Sk- I know, right? But a, that would be a, a joke yeah, on my travesty. part. I'd be playing myself. <laughs> okay, so season eight. The winner was not Adam Lambert. He got second place. I always think he won. Is it? What does it say about the fact that I always think that he won that season? What does it say about the fact I forget who Chris Allen is every time we talk about The winner right was Chris Allen, and he certainly is living like he's dying, as that was his only hit song ever. Anyways. Allison Irohita should have got Yeah, yeah, she probably, yeah, that, that is fair. So his total album sales are equal to 1.17 million. He's had four albums. I should mention that that is his solo work. He yes. has written stuff with Queen. Yes, so doesn't include that, I don't think. let's get on with his list of accomplishments. He's had multiple awards nominated for Grammys, multiple magazine covers, multiple television show appearances. He is currently the lead singer for Queen. He tours with Queen you're talking about queen we're talking about someone who's replacing freddie mercury as a singer talking about bohemian rhapsody talking about somebody to love we are the champions don't stop me now you are replacing freddie mercury that says everything yeah so anyway he's also done acting pretty little liars <laughs> what an episode he was the train the, the, tel- stuck with dead body. the halloween train oh, oh glee he's also a supporter for lgbtq rights celebrity endorser for multiple brands he was a judge for the act the <laughs> judge for the x factor broadway he had vegas residency mm-hmm. i'm sure there's, i didn't even write up yeah his that's Wikipedia not even pages, like that's not everything novel. okay let's just get to cut to the chase adam lambert should have won oh for sure i don't understand how he didn't win i know why he didn't win yeah, I do too. Chris Allen is a perfectly fine singer, but again, he's a white man with but a guitar. But he's not even like, he wasn't like David Cook where he, he makes stuff up that much. He, I mean, he was solid. He was consistent. You can give him that, but... Adam Lambert, I think he lost because, because the South was voting and because and Adam Lambert was openly gay. Openly gay and very theatrical and, and work eyeliner and nail polish yes. and had a very seen look to him. And I don't think the South was ready for that. <laughs> I still don't think they're ready for that. <laughs> but, like, fuck. 
this is the biggest ups. This is the one that make, doesn't make any sense to me. Besides Melinda. <laughs> yeah. But okay, you're talking about a man who became the front for Queen. Is lost, some, to, lost to Chris Allen. A man who has two first names. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Bobby. There's nothing to say. There's no discussion because there's no contest. The it's, fact that he did not win is... We shouldn't yeah. even have to have him on this list. We shouldn't have to have him on this list. He should have been in... If we did a winner ranking, he yeah, should have been in that. It's just... It's sad. Yeah. It's really sad that you're right. It probably... He did not win because he was openly gay. I mean, what other in explanation? In 2009. What other explanation would there have been? He was clearly the better yeah. vocalist. I mean, clearly. He had. But yeah. I mean, was he from the South? Probably not. No, I think he was from, like, East Coast yeah. or... All right, well... His best performance is Mad World. Oh, for sure. Uh, Simon gave him a standing ovation it's after the, the fact. It's one of the, like, most, like... Well-known performances. And it, like, gives me chills. Yeah. yeah. Instantly. I still think What Do You Want From Me is <laughs> his best song. For me. I don't know if it's his it's, best song, but I think it's so thing. much nostalgia. It is a... It was a huge hit. Yeah. You can st- <laughs> still remember the album Okay, cover. because you can't see us, hand on I bolted the, the head on the hands album cover because I just know what it looks like. It's in Pitch Perfect. It's in Pitch Perfect, too. So it was his, like, hit. And normally I'm not, like, think their best hit is their best song, but it is, it's a great song. Well, his biggest song is one that's recent. It's, um... Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the song is. It just came out not that long ago, but that's like his biggest hit. Yeah. Well, there's Ghost Town. Ghost too. Town. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. But I don't um, think it's as good. I think I What Do You Want From Me is a great song. It's such a good song. And it's well catered for like a pop market. We like replayed that song on our playlist <laughs> on our iPod. We had it as, oh my God, constantly. It was on oh every playlist God. I ever made. Once upon a time, Hannah, I didn't give a damn. I still don't give a damn. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Season nine. Crystal Bauer socks. The winner was Lead Wise. It's like sleep. <laughs> God. Okay. So Crystal Bauer socks has had three albums, two hundred thirty thousand in total sales. She's appeared on an episode of Body of Proof. She was nominated for a Teen Choice Award. Mm-hmm. She portrayed Patsy Cline on Broadway. Um, and she, right now she's working on developing an autobiop- autobiographical theatrical rock concert. Oh, which that's sounds amazing. Cool. That sounds great. And she's an advocate for type 1 diabetes. So, this was the last season I watched, mm-hmm. and it was a sleeper. The talent this season was not good. You know what happened? What they happened? had good talent, and then when they cut down to the top 12, they got rid of a lot of they it. They kept Tim Urban. <laughs> Oh, God, Tim and they Urban. Got rid of, they got rid oh, of a lot of because they had, like, these for, really talented yeah, people. Yeah. I would like to shout out Katie Stevens. Oh, yeah, Katie Stevens. Who's on the bold type now. Yeah, she's very successful. She was successful. in, like, top seven, top And um, who was the guy who did Straight Up? Andrew yeah. Garcia. Yeah, Andrew Garcia. Straight yes. Up, I'm just going to say Lee should not have won. Lee no. should not have been in the top he three. Should, he shouldn't even have been in the top no. three. Even when we were watching it, we didn't understand no. how we got even got that far. I think Crystal should have won. Yeah. Based on those two, she had such a unique, soulful voice. Mm-hmm. It was very Janis Joplin. That's who I think of when I hear her sing. It's interesting because her stage presence, she was not like a big Mm-mm. singer. She was very like kind of quiet, but, but she like had a presence. She could hold her presence yeah. just by standing with just, her. Yeah. And um, I will say her and Lee's duet of Falling Slowly yeah. is like a really good duet. It I is. I will just yeah. say that. I think my favorite song of hers was Up to the Mountain, I, which I, is, yeah. uh, I guess Dolly Parton. Yeah, I think so. Don't Carrie Underwood me. did a version of it as well, yeah, and I, I think this was better. It was very clean, very well yes. done. 
Um, a favorite song post idol is it's called I picked one called Farmer Farmer's Daughter. It's yes. very like bluesy it's, folk. It's a cover. Is it a cover? Yeah, it's by um a country singer. Okay, well I didn't know it was a cover. Um I can't remember his name, but But anyways, yeah. um, I mean that's you can pick covers. It's I didn't know it was a cover. You, we didn't have a rule. But it was it. like very bluesy folky I liked. I picked um one called The Ride, which was on her Alive album. It just was like really, really interesting vocally and style wise. Season 10, we have Lauren Elena. The winner of that season was Scotty McCreary. Third place was Haley Reinhardt. Just want to shout Haley Reinhardt out. Haley should have won. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get there. Total album sales is about $459,000. She has two albums. She's had multiple television appearances, Opry performances, support for Obama's, open for numerous country artists, awards, actress, brand ambassador, Dancing with the Stars appearance. So Lauren Elena is someone I actually listen to. Um, okay. She's a cu- country artist. Country artist. Yeah. I do listen to her now. I will say, though, when she was on the show, I think she was only, like, 16 or 17. I think her inexperience showed at times. Mm-hmm. I think she had a good voice. Not necessarily, like, the strongest voice. Yeah. But I do think she had, like, good charisma. She looked like she was having fun. But I think yeah. her inexperience and, like, song choice And she was... Got. Because all the, win- all the top three were really young. Yeah. They were all, like, 18 or younger. I think 19. So. But from what I remember, and also I just looked up a few performances, I don't really understand how Haley Reinhardt didn't win. The judges hated her. They used to give her, like, the harshest critiques. Because her performance of House of the Rising Sun. And Benny and her, the Jets. And her vocal range. And her, like, the way she sang, she could, like, growl at you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Sing again. And she's done postmodern jukebox as well. And her me. version of I Can't Help Falling in like Falling I I Can't Help Falling, falling in, love. in Love, the Elvis song. Her version of that is so amazing. Here let me tell you what happened. I went on Spotify to look up Lauren Elena and I literally typed in Haley Reinhardt and I was like, Oh, I typed in yeah. Haley Reinhardt. My bad. So I don't think she should have won. I think over Scotty, I would have preferred her, but I think Haley should have won the season. I mean, Scotty, he's not a bad singer. No, he's got he's a very not. good country voice, but again, he's not, I don't know. Yeah. He's not really in the country sphere. No. Uh, my favorite performance of hers, I just picked maybe it was Memphis. I mm-hmm. I picked um, Unchained Melody. Okay. Uh, I just like that song. And so. then my favorite post song of hers is Road Less Traveled. I also picked yeah. Road Less Traveled. It's one of the songs I listen to normally. It's country, but it's not too country, yeah. so I could still enjoy it. Okay, season 11, we have Jessica Sanchez. A winner was Philip Phillips. What do you know? Another white man with a guitar. And the only reason he really hit off was because he made a song for the Olympics. Home. No, you're not alone. Jessica Sanchez has had one album, uh, 38,000 sales. She has performed for Obama. She acted in Glee. She's done multiple television appearances, charity work, performed with a lot of famous singers. Yeah. And she wrote a song for the Democratic National Convention, so. Okay, can we talk about how she was also 16, 17? But how? Can we talk can... about the fact that I didn't even really know who she was? I didn't either. How does someone young that young have that good of a voice? Because with every other young person on the show. You could tell. We've talked about how they had good voice, but you could hear their inexperience. Yeah. You know, they needed to mature. Hers, it was, it was there. And she did some big songs and she did them well and she did them well and that's that's ballsy yeah i think out Um, of everyone i had maybe the hardest time picking a a favorite performance because she had such yeah i think she might have had one of the strongest repertoires of performances i had a hard time too there were so many performances 
So the one I ended up picking is I'm Telling You I'm Not Going yeah. from Dreamgirls. So you didn't put the performance on the playlist. She did one with the original Dreamgirl. Oh. I went and found it. Oh. I only did the one. Well, I did the one that yeah. she originally did. I found it because she performs with, they perform together a yeah. duet. And it's. It's amazing. She holds her own. Yeah. Against the original performer of that song. As a 16 year old. And it's astounding to me. My favorite post song was Tonight, which is with Neo. Yeah. The artist Neo. Yes. Famous artist Neo. Neo. Come closer. Closer. So I like that song a lot, but I did Us, which was one of her newest releases. Yeah. Her style post-idol is not what I would have expected, no. but I really liked it. I do like it too. I was into it. Um, a favorite performance I did, and I'm telling you, but I also gave a shout out to The Prayer because- The Prayer was really, really good too. That's really hard too. Um, yeah. I think she should have won. I sure. agreed too. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I would say so. Another white man with a guitar. Yeah. No offense to Philip, but- No offense to Philip, but- You weren't that great. He was fine, okay. but again, nothing different. We had already seen it four times in a row. Okay, and now we get something new. Season 12, we have Cree Harrison. The winner of that season was Candace Glover. We finally got a woman to win, and she's also a black woman, yes. so thank God. She had two albums, and Hannah could not find the sales number. Post-Idol, she performed on a newer season of American Idol and is also toured. And that's, that's all we could that's get. That's all I could find. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to this woman. Sorry, Cree. So she's got a good country voice. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Carrie Underwood. But I I was not familiar with Candace Glover, but she should have won. Yeah. Candace Glover should have won. Candace Glover's got a really good voice. She did a performance of Love Song. Yeah. And I was... I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. This, they actually got it right. They got it right. They got it right, I finally. think they did, too. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think she had a good voice. I just, I wasn't really 100% sold on her. I think the problem was, unlike Carrie Underwood, who had this kind of, like, small town girl meets big city feel and had this sort of innocence to her mm -hmm. and this growth, I just kind of didn't get anything special from her. Um, my favorite performance, I did Up the Mountain. I did um, Here Comes Goodbye. Oh, Rascal Flatts, yeah. Yeah. My favorite, I really actually, that one. I do kind of like her music post-idol. I picked Make It Easy. Yeah, you know, I wasn't mad at it. I did pick one called That's How Hearts Get Broken. You know, I'm not a huge country person, but I do like some country, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed her stuff that I heard. Okay, season 13, which this is the season I actually watched. Yeah. So, um, second place was uh, Gene Irene. And the winner was Caleb Johnson. Um, she's had two albums. I could not get sales numbers. And she's done tours. She signed, she's signed currently with a Detroit-based record label. Um, and she was featured in Billboard.com. Editor's pick for her song, You Gotta Help Me, is, like, their favorite pick. So. She's from the Detroit area, so, like. Yeah, she's from Farmington Hill. We have to stay in a, a hometown hero. <laughs> hometown, hometown girl. You can start, because I. Yeah, I know you have a lot of thoughts about her. I know you like her music. You listen to her music. I do. Post, like, post-American Idol, like, music she's put out. And I, I watched a little bit of this season. I think this is when I was in college and you were still in high school. Yeah, I was a senior. Um, so I think maybe I watched a little bit when I came home. But I remember you were, she has to win. She's the front runner. Like, it's another white man. I mean, this one, he was a mini meatloaf, so I guess he was a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> but was he not? He was. <laughs> was he not a mini meatloaf? 
was he not? He was. Okay. I don't really remember much of her. I remember you were really upset when she didn't win. But when I was going through her performances, it's like I've never seen someone grow that much. Mm-hmm. Her first performance was not good. No. And then you, as it goes, you just see her grow. Like her vo- her voice gets better. Her stage presence gets better. And she was also young as well. Yeah, she was 17, um, I think. I really liked watching her growth. And I also just didn't really like Caleb. So I think she should have won. Yeah. Based on those two. You know, he was someone similar to Bo where he came in really good and didn't really get that growth. I would say like that... I liked her because she, this season, very much everyone was set in, like, I'm gonna do rock performances, I'm gonna do acoustic, like, she was the only one who really tried to mix it up. Right, tried tried to do other genres, yeah. I thought she was unique, like, I, Mm -hmm. she did a cover of Rolling in the Deep that was, like, pretty cool, and, like, I I liked her for her uniqueness. Yeah. I think she should have won as well, obviously. Okay. Uh, My favorite performance of hers is Can't Help Falling in Love. Oh, see, I picked Creep. Okay. They're yeah. both really good. Yeah. But I also really liked her performance of Can't Help Falling in Love. I also yeah. liked Decode. She did yeah. Decode Oh, she did. More. Yeah. From Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. Check out Twilight. Yeah. Just, it's just bringing it back home. I My favorite song of hers post-idol is called Unbreakable. So I like this one called White Girl Wasted. <laughs> You're talking about. It gives me really big Amy Winehouse vibes. Mm-hmm. She's got a real Amy Winehouse feel. And I really like that. She did a cover of valerie oh she did on american idol oh yeah and like the judges it. were like hard on her and i was like oh. she's mixing it up what's yeah. your problem okay but yeah she's she's cool i like yeah. her stuff yep clark beckham clark though he was this runner up winner was nick frandine fradiani fradiani thank you so he had two albums couldn't find any number on the sales he created a youtube channel about american idol he appeared on talent recap to discuss american idol and he's set to appear in the upcoming film an old song i have almost nothing to say about this man the two front runners were both white men with guitars he had a voice i just like soulful yeah but i think he should have won over nick I just said no because I didn't, I just said I think no based on what I saw of Nick, but again, it's really hard to say because I just, I was, I was not invested in this season in the slightest. Yeah. So I just like, I'm really thrown off by how this was, his best performance, he did a cover of Sunday Morning by Maroon Mm -hmm. 5, but I don't know what the theme was because it said Sunday morning as seen in Cheaper by the Dozen 2. <laughs> I think it was movie week. Okay, because I was like... I noticed that. Though. I was like looking at it and I'm it's like... Cheaper like, by the I'm Dozen. Like, I was like Sunday morning, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. And I'm like, but but why? But I was why? like, but why was right? it just Maroon 5's Sunday morning? Anyway, I liked his cover of Sunday morning. Yeah, I picked George on my mind. Um, my favorite song... Because it was called Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, we're in spooky season. It's like, I'm, it's October. I picked one called Your Man. It was pretty soulful, pretty pretty upbeat, pretty good. I liked it. I was into it. All right. That's fair. He also did a song called Bedrock. I'm like, oh, God. Ringtone from middle school. Ringtone alert. Elementary school. All right. Ooh. And now we've reached the end. Last one. God. This is a season we both watched together. We both watched <clears throat> the season. So season 15, um, second place, La Portia. Winner was Trent Harmon. So she has one album, performed on a couple TV shows. Her new single became the official song for the U.S. women's gymnastics team for the 2016 Summer Olympics. I don't know that was so hard to say. 
It was Battle's remix, and it debuted at number 22 on the U.S. R&B chart. I don't know how she didn't win. <laughs> it's because Trent performed Chandelier by Sia. Probably. And he's also a white man with a guitar from the South. Yep. He's a real good country boy. It's, yeah. She- What can you say? I mean, she, like, owned every single song she, she did. owned the stage. She had confidence. She bodied the stage. We were talking before we recorded, and I was like, I don't even know which performance to pick. Because mm. she was such a strong performer. I mean, her runs are amazing. Oh, her runs were incredible. She made I every was... episode feel like it was a concert. And it's like, she hears the story. She's like a single mom raising this young daughter. I'm pretty sure she was like in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Had a lot of tragedy and it's like, nah, we don't want that. We want this white man. Who can sing Sia. Who can sing Sia. To be fair, Trent was not a typical white man with a guitar. He also could play the piano. That is true. He had a very high vocal range. We both wanted, um... Dalton. No. The oh, the girl who could sing like um, she like, she like, like a Colby Calais kind of Ellie Goulding sounding voice. I can't remember. It's fine. Yeah. It, regardless, not, not, not important. Not Trent. Not Trent. <laughs> There's also Dalton, the like pop punk was cool. guy. Yeah. Okay. Favorite performance again? Uh, very hard to pick, but I went with Diamonds. I went with Diamonds yeah. too. I special shout out to No More Drama. Yeah. Uh, the Mary, Mary J Blige song. That one was really good too. And but, yeah. well, Portia has really good post idol music. Yeah. I'm surprised she doesn't have more sales. It, it like, it hits. Yeah. But it I hits picked a good. Uh, good woman. I picked already, already. Yeah. Amazing. Her music is really good. I was really, I was feeling it, you know? Yeah. I was vibing. Let's just rank because, you know. Okay. So Hannah had some trepidations about ranking people. <laughs> I felt bad because this is the first time we've ranked like people who are actually real. <laughs> so I just like to emphasize we're not ranking people as people, like as their person you know, whether they're good people or not. We're ranking them based on... Their collection. Their collective body of work post-idol, their collective work on idol, their vocal talents, a combination of things. Yes. All right. Number 15, I did um, Diana DeGarmo from season three. Okay. I thought she was talented, but she was really young at the time, and I think that probably hurt her. Number 15, I did Clark Beckham. I just had zero attachment to him as a performer and because of that i just was i didn't have any say in in it so i put him as 15. number 14 i went with lauren elena um i say this as someone who really likes her music post idol but i think that she's improved a ton since she's left idol i also put lauren elena as number 14 and i would agree i think i don't think she's a bad singer mm. i think just in the scope of all the others runner-ups and knowing Haley reinhardt yeah was third i didn't feel like she was as strong as some of the other competitors. Yeah. Number 13, I did Cree Harrison. Um, I thought she had a really good voice. I just, I don't really know anything about the season and mm -hmm. nothing about her really like stood out to me. Um, number 13, I also did Cree Harrison. Same thing. Like she was a fine singer, but just there wasn't enough besides from that fact that yeah. she was a good singer. Number 12, I did Justin Guarini, which... I, I think he's good. I just think that he didn't necessarily have the best voice. It was more just like he had a lot of charisma. Um, so number 12, I did Diana DeGarmo for a similar reason. I think like she was very talented, but just not as strong as like other people on that season in general, right. but against other runner-ups. Yeah. I certainly think she improved post-idol, you know. Right. 
11, yeah. Okay. Number 11, I did Clark Beckham. Um, he just, there's just, I, I don't know, his, I couldn't really sense his personality. So number 11, I did Justin Guardini. 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 There's no D in there. Yeah, you know, I think he has a lot of charisma. I think he um, has a lot of star power, but comparing his voice to other people, it's, it doesn't hold up, I don't think. Yeah. Number 10, I did Crystal Bowersox. Um, I really love her voice, and I think she's super talented. I mm-hmm. just think that the reason she is so low is because the talent in this pool is yeah, so high. It's so high. Yeah. So number 10, I did um, Jenna Irene. And I know... Gina. Gina. Sorry. Gina, not Jenna. And I think she's good, but, I, you know, it's a season I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with. I don't think she's a bad singer. I think she had a ton of improvement on the show, for sure. And I'm sh- you know, I think... She probably continued to improve post-show as well. Right. Okay. Number nine, which this is weird because I did not think he was going to be here. Mm-hmm. I put Bo Bice. Okay. Um, I really like his rock voice and I think he's super talented, but I, like I said, I just thought he was too professional and mm-hmm. it didn't make me feel like he had that idle journey. So number nine, I had Blake Lewis, mm. which I was not expecting him to be that low. Yeah. I think the reason is, is because... While I think he was incredibly innovative and unique, I can't help but notice that his his vocal talent is not. I mean, he's compared a, to comparatively, yes, to the comparatively, list. he is a good singer. Clearly, to be getting that far in general, but I think, yeah, I like I don't want to bias just solely based on the fact that he's a beatbox artist. So I think a somewhere in the middle seems like the right spot to put him. Yeah, I put him as number eight. I just said, you know, for creative reasons. Mm-hmm. And he was like one of the first people, like I said, to prove you didn't really have to have the best vocals to almost win the show. So number eight, I have Crystal Bowersox. And I would agree. I think it's the same thing where she certainly is very talented um, artist and has a very unique sound. But I just don't think she's has as good as a vocal as some of the other people do. Number seven, I did Jean Irene. It's probably biased, but I just think she was unique and she was, you know, had a really good growth. One of probably the better growths of people on this list and was like willing to take risks. Number seven, I had Bo Bice for very similar reasons. I just think he was very professional and very much a, a set the rock genre. Like he was the first person who had that vibe and that um, type of musical talent. So I just think though that he's not, and comparatively, just not as good as some of the other people. So we have the same top six. I would like to say this is where I cut the line. Yeah, same And I here. think the six can go really in any order. I had one person who I, I could agree I thought was number one, and mm-hmm. then two through six. It I, could go in any order. It could order, go in any order. Honestly. Yeah, it depending could go on any, my mood. Ex- I am in the exact same place. Um, so number six, I went with David Archuleta. I love him, and I, I was a huge fan. I think he has an amazing voice. I think, though, like, watching his idol performances, he was a bit inconsistent, and I think, like, he's just someone that, when I look at the rest of this list, minus, like, one person, or two people, I think he maybe doesn't have as much success as the other groups, but he's obviously extremely talented. I also put David Archuleta as number six. Uh, Same thing. I think he's really talented, but I... I agree. I don't think he was super consistent. Mm -hmm. He certainly had some really, really good performances, but he also had some just okay stuff as well. So number five, I went with Catherine McPhee. 
Um, I think that her biggest issue was probably not always picking the right songs for her voice. Mm -hmm. When she did, it was, like, amazing. And she's obviously had a huge career post-idol. And not, maybe out of everyone, out of everyone, well, maybe not everyone, but a lot of these people, one of the biggest post-careers that didn't necessarily involve music. Right. Maybe only Jessica, or Jennifer Hudson. God, I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, on this list. Yeah, yeah, not on this list, but yeah, yeah, otherwise, like, yeah, just... Right. So, number five, I did Jessica Sanchez, and I think she has one of the best voices, especially given her age, but I just feel like she does not have success Mm post-idol, and I wish she... I mean, she has songs with Neo. Like, I wish, like, looking at the the listens on Spotify, it was, like, 50,000, 40,000, like, very Mm -hmm. low numbers comparatively to a lot of the other people on this list. And I just feel like I wish she was more well-known than she is. Yeah. Um, Number four, I did Jessica Sanchez. I, she was the biggest shock to me because I really knew nothing about her. Um, I think she had one of the strongest, like, group, like, collection of work on American Idol. And she's, like, done music with some really big people I've seen. And it is kind of a shame that her numbers don't reflect that because I think she's really talented. Number four, I picked La Portia. And it's kind of for a very similar reason. Her album is amazing. Mm-hmm. I was thought it was really, really well done, and I just don't think she has like as big as a success as I think she should. Yeah, definitely one of the best performers that they had had on the show in a while. Yeah, for a few seasons. This this one, the top three was really hard for me. I th- three I and I'm thinking I might want to switch it, but I put <laughs> Clay. He's just got this amazing voice, and he's. I mean, he's got a lot of success. Like, he had, what, five million sales? Yeah. That's one of the highest numbers. That was the highest of the second place. Right. Yeah. And obviously, he's super talented. (laughs) (laughs) Politics aside. Politics aside, we'll pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. I just think he was really talented, and he's one of those people that you maybe wouldn't have expected him to have the success he had because of, you know, he didn't have that look. Yeah, I also put Clay Aiken as number three as well, and it's surprising. It's honestly surprising to me how well he did. Mm-hmm. Like, how well he did on this show and also post-show. Because he had a career in many fields besides just music. Like, yeah. politics, as a as an artist. Right. You know, he's in the Christmas genre. Yeah. Not many artists get to be in the Christmas genre and succeed. I think he had his own Christmas show. Like Yeah, like, he, had, he did. He had his own Christmas, like, television like special. Show. Yeah. I just, like, you know, you can't help but wonder if it was almost better that he didn't win a lot of these people i wonder because the winners sometimes they get locked into these like really stringent contracts yeah you've seen a lot of issues with american idol some of these people i think probably were better off for not winning yeah in some cases yeah i think so yeah number two i did la portia strictly because i think she has one of the best voices out of anyone on this list she was so consistent and just like amazing singer and I love her post-idol music it's hard though because she didn't have the success that some of these people have had yeah so number two I did Catherine McPhee and while I don't think her show songs were necessarily the best she is so successful in her own right because she's an actress she's a singer she I think she does produces things as well she's just 
elevated to a point where you might not even know she was on American Idol. Yeah. Right? Like some, some like Jennifer Hudson is someone I don't even associate with American Idol. I don't think I knew she was on American Idol until yeah. like after. It's one of those things where she just it launched her yeah. to a, a different level. Right. That, you know, not everyone gets to to be at. So that's why I put her second. Number one, I I decided when I was ranking, I was like, I'll start with one, and yeah. I was scrolling through, and I'm like, well, it has, it has, it to, has be to be Adam Lambert. I mean, he's the front person for Queen. I think it's undeniable that he is arguably the most successful person to come from American Idol, with maybe Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson. Jennifer the, Hudson, maybe. Yeah. But as, like, a winner, like, because Jennifer Hudson got out pretty early. Yeah. Um, I would say he's in the top top three. Yeah. Probably top, top three. Five. Well, I mean, for sure top five. Yeah. But but as a non-winner, mm-hmm. I guess other than Jennifer Hudson, he, like, like even Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson, I associate with American you Idol. You do. But with him, I don't. No. I don't think of him as an American Idol contestant. Like, he's a singer, songwriter, yeah. queen person. So good. Uh, midnight train. <laughs> yeah performer on Pretty Little Liars hanging with A. Yeah. That is the one that I it is astounding to me that he didn't win. And for shitty reasons. Yeah. I think but my true number one is Melinda Doolittle. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean in my heart Melinda Doolittle would heart. be number one. But yeah, I think, you know, Adam Lambert, he just he's done so much post idol and it's crazy. He's I remember so talented. We've We've been watching The Masked Singer, and every single season they guess him, and it's like... Every season Everyone knows who Adam him. Lambert is. Every, yeah. Everyone knows. You know? He's, what a way to give the middle finger to those voters of American to those, Idol. To those Southerners who didn't <laughs> to, want those, to those homophobic Southerners who didn't want a young a young LGBTQ man to win. Now he's the front man of maybe your favorite band. <laughs> yeah. Really stick, I, it, stick it to the maniosis. Do we have to run through him again? No. Okay, we're not going to do that. We're not going to run through you them again. You can listen back if you really want to. Um, as I expected, we we can talk about things that we're passionate about uh, forever. We're now at over two hours. It's almost two in the morning. We have to wake up in an hour <laughs> to drive to Tennessee. We're going on a little family vacay. Um, I'm going to hate my life. I still have to pack. I <laughs> too. I was supposed to take a shower tonight, but clearly I'm not doing that. So I guess I go dirty. <laughs> Just be a little smelly. <laughs> Dirty bitch. A little gremlin. <laughs> a little gremlin. A little baby meatloaf. <laughs> a little, little saucy meatloaf. I think it was a little sausage. A little sausage. Okay. okay. This is um, <clears throat> Thank you for listening if you made it this far. Um, we've got social media. We've got emails. Please tell us something interesting if you want. Listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Tunes or whatever those weird ones we keep getting from European countries <laughs> yeah. that I don't know what they are. Give us some, we've got some good suggestions. Give us some suggestions. Yeah, we um, we have some fun things upcoming in the next couple months for the rest of the year, but we're open to suggestions. We still have some, some slots to fill. Uh, and we'll be back next week with something else that we haven't decided yet, so I can't give you a hint. <laughs> we have no hint because we haven't even figured it out. Because we haven't even discussed it yet, so bye. Bye. <laughs> Dear fucking God.
We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching Research Rank Repeat.